1: Oh, uh, uh, all right, all right. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of the Butting Heads podcast special, post-game edition. The Rams almost beat the Baltimore Ravens today. We're recording this about an hour and a half after uh, the Rams lost 37-31 to in overtime on the road to the Baltimore Ravens. Johnny, you know... This one hurt, man. And I know we said on last week's podcast that if this is a competitive game, we'd be walking out okay. Uh, but this is pretty this is a pretty painful loss.
2: <laughs> you know it, that's absolutely 100 percent true. Uh, I've never actually felt a sort of going in with so little expectations and then leaving in disappointment because I had more expectations suddenly. Like, this was so weird in in a sense that you could almost taste that victory, that upset that we had in our grasp, only for it to just slip away in something so... Something so small, so overlooked. It it's like the equivalent of having a perfect game being disrupted by a tip uh uh you know, a tipped ball into the uh into the outfield. Uh for those baseball fans. <laughs> Shout out to Shohei Atani going to the Dodgers.
1: <laughs> I know Derek's thrilled about that. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's like, it's it's just, this is going to be a tough game to break down because it, it was such a commendable performance by the Rams. I mean, this team looked legit, even with, you know, the defense, could they have played better? Obviously, but it's the Ravens. They are one of the best offenses in the league against one of the best defenses in the league. The Rams put up 31 points. I know some of that was by our defense, but man, it was right there. It was right there. It was such such a winnable game. And there's just like a small number of unforced errors you could point to and be like, if that didn't happen, you know, this game goes another direction. Uh, and I think while this would have been a huge win for the Rams playoff hunt, nobody was baking on a win here. So we're still very much in the mix. But like, God, man, you know, and it's hard not to start in overtime. Obviously, we will touch on some of the stuff late in the game. We'll touch on some of performance in the game. But the Ravens win the coin toss. And I don't know how much credit you want to give our defense here. Because this, this also felt a little self-enforced by the Ravens. They go three and out. And we get the ball. Uh, first play, we have the ball. We get a six-yard run by Kyron Williams. And then Stafford misses Kyron Williams on a pass. That either gets you close or gets you a first down. Then they get a fucking delay of game. And then Davis Allen drops a pass. And I'm not going to harp on Davis Allen. He had a phenomenal game uh, before that. But you get the delay of game on third and four. It makes him third and nine. He drops a pass. You punt the ball. They let the Ravens house punt. Game over. That's it. Like, the Chiefs just kept lining up for the Rams to close out the game. And we talked about last week. I think it was... Was that last week against Cleveland? Yeah, where they got a chance to close out the game, and they just slammed that door shut. And they just kept leaving it open and leaving it open. And eventually, when you're playing a team like Baltimore, who, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, I don't feel like they played that bad. Like, this was an okay game by the Ravens. But, like, when you keep giving them rope and giving them chances, you know, they're going to close you out. And, you know, credit to the Rams for not folding. They There was also, on the flip side times where the Ravens could have closed out this game and they didn't do it uh and it was just kind of a back of forth there and you know I I, I'm proud of the way the Rams played in this game but god damn dude it was so it was so winnable it would have been such a big win
2: yeah I mean pretty much everything you just said there I I think that the Ravens did have a solid game also they made some clear mistakes obviously and Uh, Immediately what comes to mind is when, uh, you know, that weird miscommunication between Lamar Jackson and his center, oddly enough. And uh, that, you know, led up to a safety, which helped helped the Rams tremendously. But, yeah, it's it's like you said, Steve. There's a lot of little things in this game that if the Rams had just, you know, handled it a little bit differently – we could be talking about an upset victory. And that's what hurts the most because, yes, uh, neither one of us, and, and I think the majority of Ram fans, uh, did not expect a victory here today. But the fact that it was right there, it it pains me. It, it really, really does because now you you're really kind of pushing it here because you, you have the opportunity there to, to kind of, you know, maybe, uh, maybe uh, not maybe waltz into the playoffs, but comfortably get into the playoffs if you overcome an opponent like the, the Ravens. And also, too, the fact that they were able to, you know, make this a not only a competitive game, but a very scary game for the Ravens that says a lot you know uh there there really is no excuses on the ravens part they just got outmatched today for the most part except for when it counted and that's the difference and this is what separates the ravens from the rams this season um it's it's real easy in this instance to focus on the negative focus on how winnable this game was on how this was kind of on the Rams' shoulder and they just folded. But at the same time, you also got to look at what we just said. Did any of us expect this to be this close? Did anyone expect an overtime game? And the answer is no. No, we did not. We didn't expect an overtime game. We didn't expect – I mean – if we even go back to last week's podcast, I, I think uh, Steve didn't even expect this to be a uh, a competitive game, you know.
1: No, and when I saw the weather forecast, man, I definitely and didn't that's expect another it thing. Be a, a competitive game.
2: So there are things to it. It's not all doom and gloom, and that is kind of something that I looked at during um, you know Twitter. I, I, you know, I did see some positivity, which is rare for the Rams community, but um, there are some people that took the loss like really hard and I'm just like thinking, relax, guys, relax.
1: Seeing some people blaming it on a missed block in the back on the punt return. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) There was a, was there a missed block in the back? Sure. Okay. Was that guy the only player who would have had a chance to tackle on this punt return? You gave up a fucking 75-yard punt return to lose the game. Unless there's 14 block in the backs on this play. I don't care, man. I'm not blaming it on the refs here. Like, ugh, it's tough. Relax. Okay. That they even with that block in the back, that should not have went to the house.
2: No. It, it was <laughs> It wasn't just the block in the back, too. I mean, the other because if we're really going to harp on that as well, there was very questionable calls on both sides. So I I will never really blame the the refs here, um, because I I could think of a couple, a handful that went the Rams' way that shouldn't have. Uh, but that being said, the the thing to really look at as to the real reason why the Rams lost this game, it it really comes down to some of the questionable decisions at play calling. It comes down to um, basically how the secondary just at times looked like it was very tight coverage, and then at others they just forgot people were on the field. You know, that that's something that you cannot do Against any team, but especially not against the Baltimore Ravens. How you leave a tight end, a backup tight end, nonetheless, that open to the point where he can score a touchdown downfield? That that's that can't happen. Yeah. That that's that really cannot happen.
1: Yeah, and it's you know we're gonna talk about positives here, of course. There's a lot a lot of good stuff happening in this game, but like you mentioned, the, the play calling, man, and. I don't think this loss is on McVeigh. I think he did a lot of good stuff in this game. But you think about opening the game, running the ball nine straight times, getting first and goal, and then calling three pass plays and three you know, very uninspiring pass plays. Like None of these were like, oh, that almost worked. Like None of them even came close. None of them looked like they were going to come close. And then another series that sticks out, um, in addition to obviously the end of the game with the delay of game, is after the safety— we get the ball. We get a huge thirty two yard completion to Cooper Cup. We have first and ten on the Baltimore thirty-three. Uh couple plays don't go a couple run plays don't go great. It's third and seven on the Baltimore thirty. And these motherfucking third down screen passes, dude. I would <laughs> rather take a sack. They call a screen to Kyron Williams. He loses eight yards. We're out of field goal range. They get a punt that goes for uh it's an a, almost almost is a really incredible punt by Ethan Evans and a save by Sean Jolly, but his toes in the line, so the punt ends up being twenty three fucking yards. You, like, I, I want them to take shots on third down, and you don't expect a screen to go for negative yards. This is what they fucking get for continuing to run these stupid ass third down screens. Do you did you remember earlier in this game, Johnny? I don't even remember if it. I think they ended up punting on this drive anyways, but it was third and 16 and they threw the ball downfield and they got a pass interference call. Like,
2: yes, I do look, recall that.
1: Look what happens when you take shots on third down, something might go your way instead of just running. <laughs> if there was ever a time to call a draw on third down, you know, maybe that was it. Uh, And like, you know, they gave us points, too. You mentioned the safety. That was, like, a free two points we got. That should have never happened. But uh, it's tough, man. They made some mistakes. We made some mistakes at the end of the game. At the end of the day, I'm not going to say the team that played better won, but when you shoot yourself in the foot as many times, you know, the better team is going to pull away at some point, and they are a better team than us. Maybe they weren't today, but they won.
2: And, and uh, so Steve, let me ask you this. Were we out coached today? I don't know.
1: Cause it's not like it was an impressive coaching performance by the Ravens. You know, that's true. I don't know, and, and even if we were like, you know, I think John Harbaugh is always one of the most underrated coaches in the league. I mean, guy has been no in and out year in, year out doing the damn thing. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I, If we were outcoached, I don't think it was. we were, like, drastically outcoached. Because uh, this was not a perfect game by the Ravens, either.
2: Nope. By far, it was not.
1: And, like, we've had losses this game, though. Like, on the flip side, we've had losses this year. Like, when we lost to the Bengals, when we lost to the Steelers, when we lost to the Packers, like, those teams played, like, dog shit. They didn't deserve to win those games. I don't think the—I think, like— I think, did we deserve this game and blew it? Yeah. But I don't think the Ravens, like, fluke their way into victory here. Like, they they also played a tough four corners of football in a just tough game, man. It was a tough game.
2: It, it's the fucking Ravens at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we we can't let these types of, I mean, I it almost feels Charger-esque on how we lost this game today.
1: Tough, tough words. Uh, you know, maybe Brandon Saley will be our defensive coordinator next year.
2: Kind of hoping oh. not to be to be <laughs> honest.
1: Games like this, it might still be Rahim Morris. We'll see. Uh, let's take a quick break and then talk about the box score here.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Uh, looking at the overall box score, the Rams won the time of possession battle in this game, 34-35 to 27-43. to 43. They won the turnover battle. They had less penalties for less yards. Uh, the Rams didn't turn the ball over once in this game. Ravens turned it over once, and they gave away that safety. Uh, the ravens punted or the ravens had seven penalties for 79 yards we had five for 34 so man I'm like that's a game we should win the yardage here uh total plays we ran about the same amount of plays 73 to 71 the rams had 410 total yards 282 in the air 128 on the ground ravens had 449 total yards 310 in the air 139 on the ground uh pretty evenly matched game in that uh two commendable performances by offenses, so not perfect on either side and uh two not great defensive performances. Though though I will say, um there was a lot of moments in this game where I was impressed by our defense. And then a lot of moments where I wasn't. Uh until I would say until really that like the couple last couple drives of the fourth quarter it Felt like the defense was playing pretty good overall. Just the play to Odell Beckham broken coverage, the play to Isaiah Likely broken coverage. Those two big touchdowns killed us. Um, later in the game, the Ravens put together some big long drives, especially uh, the last one to close the game out for a touchdown. Where it felt like the Rams could not stop them at all. Uh, there were some great like good plays around there. Uh, Shout out to Christian Roseboom, who we have dragged for weeks on end here. Had a really impressive tackle uh, late in that final touchdown scoring drive and regulation for the Ravens on Keaton Mitchell. That didn't amount to anything because we let Zay Flower walk into the end zone. Um, so I don't know. It's not like this is not the worst defensive performance of the year. It could have been better. It's also the Ravens, man, like. We're outmatched offensively. And I know this is like the Ravens don't have an alpha receiver that's going to come out and destroy us. And nobody really did. Their leading receiver was Odell, four catches for 97 yards, but he had a 46-yarder in there. Uh, And that's on 10 targets. So, like, you know, you're not terribly upset by that. But that core, Beckham, Isaiah Likely, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, even Nelson Aguilar, like, those guys are all pretty good. And there are a lot of bodies to cover and we don't have a lot of bodies to throw at them. And when uh, Jordan Fuller and who is apparently now known as Johnny Johnson in this game uh, aren't really <laughs> very confusing, uh, aren't having great days coverage um, in coverage, it, it, it's going to add up and, and it added up today. They They put up a lot of yards through the air, but I'm not like nothing about what the defense did in this game deters me from thinking that they should win their next three games. If anything, this game makes me think that they should like wipe the commanders, the saints and the giants. And I'm sure they won't because we can never have nice things, but like we are so much better than all those teams. And even in this loss, that kind of rings true. Uh,
2: Yeah. I mean, from a theoretical standpoint, you're right. Uh, based on how the Rams played in this game today, they should wipe the floor with the next three opponents. Like it shouldn't even be close. And while I'm, I'm kind of like you in the in this form of thinking, as much as I'd love to agree with that statement, the, the Rams somehow find a way to struggle against opponents that they shouldn't, like the Green Bay Packers earlier when they were dog shit. But, um, yeah, I, I think that trying to be positive here, um, even after, you know, this upsetting loss, it can't be denied that the Rams have played much better football in these past few games. And even in this game, despite, you know, throwing the game away, they played hell of good football. It's unfortunate that they didn't come up with the win but considering that they continue to play like this it should be a walk in the park for the next couple of weeks i don't think there's any question whatsoever yeah
1: uh we could really use a vikings loss today and by the time this podcast ends you'll know the score johnny it's currently 0 to 0 in the fourth quarter against the raiders what are we fucking doing man nah for Jesus real Christ. oh my god uh yeah. Yeah, I, like, the the secondary played bad in this game. Not really another way to put it. I thought, like, the pass rush, they could have wrapped up Lamar a couple more times and gotten a couple more sacks. I think they only ended up with two. Uh, Byron Young and Ernest Jones. Ernest Jones, what a fucking dog, dude. Great game from him. Um, Yeah. Felt like it was a good game for Michael Hoyt. We don't say that often. Yeah, I feel like he had a really solid day. Nope. Um, Akela Witherspoon had a really nice interception. I don't remember at what point in the game that was, but uh, uh, um, I don't think he's the guy to point at for this loss in coverage. But it was definitely a collective mess in coverage. Um, they felt like it, it. Maybe it's because guys were missing earlier. Um, I don't think Darian Kendrick had a very good game after a nice couple of weeks. Uh, But, yeah, I felt like Johnson and Fuller were – I don't know if I'm scapegoating them. This felt like both of their
2: worst games in a while.
3: Yeah. And and
2: to be fair, uh, to be fair about this, we have to understand one thing also because while it's very easy to, you know, point out – basically point out what we see after the fact, one of the most frustrating things about playing the Baltimore Ravens is of course, Lamar Jackson, this dude's knack for extending plays is beyond ridiculous. And, you know, as Steve already mentioned earlier, you know, he escaped. I don't know how many times in this game. There was a few times where Aaron Donald really wanted to get to him and just even, even Aaron Donald couldn't really get to him, uh, because of how elusive he is. So that being said, you know, part of this, not saying all of it, but part of this is because drives have been extended to the point where they just lose track. You know, it's really hard to stick with uh, a receiver and, you know, try and and defend for as long as the play stays up there. Uh, Not making excuses or anything, but it is something to consider.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And Lamar's really good Uh, Like I mentioned These receivers aren't bums out there And you know We don't Our secondary's not that good At the end of the day Uh, And when the I know they put some pressure on Lamar You know as much as you could But when he's able to get the ball out And sit back there for a little bit These guys are going to get burned And it's not the end of the world I think You know like the Raven or the Saints and the Giants passing attacks don't scare me. Like we should take care of business in those games. Washington might be a little bit of a trap because they're I'm at one point in the year Sam Howell was leading the league in passing yards, uh, and a lot of that is probably because of garbage time where he's just hucking it up. Uh, but they have good receivers. Sam Howell can throw the ball. I'm not ready to call him good. Um, so. That is going to be a bit of a test for them, you know. They're they're going to have to earn that win next week against Washington.
2: I I I'm not going to lie, man. If we make Hal look like you know a Hall of Famer out there, I, I'm going to be real upset.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's ha- he's really having a Blake Bortles ask year before but that year before Blake Bortles was good where he was just putting up monster numbers because they were always losing uh we are much better than Washington they've lost six of their last seven games and their only win was against the Patriots in no world should we lose to them uh so hopefully it'll be a bounce back next week anyone else on the defense you wanted to highlight I you know I gotta look at my notes and Wrote down some notes in my notebook for this game.
2: Um, no, I'm pretty sure we we covered just about everyone notable anyway.
1: Yeah. It was nice of them to get that three and out right away in overtime, and they never had a chance to lose us a game in overtime. Talk about the special nope. teams a little later, I suppose. Let's talk about the offense. Nope. Stafford goes 23-41 for 294 yards, three touchdowns sacked twice, Um, you know, he missed some throws, some receivers dropped some balls, but, I mean, overall, I'm very happy with Stafford in this game. This version of Stafford is the guy we can win playoff games with.
2: No question. He he played uh, really well. I mean, was he perfect? Of course not, but um, played much better than I was expecting. Again, what you have to remember is this is – uh, you know, one of the better defenses, if not the best defense in the league. So for him to, um, you know, play as as well as he did, that that's definitely a positive sign. Uh, it's real easy to focus on, you know, what he missed. And, you know, uh, even some, I, I noticed some people were criticizing some drop passes. Uh, he, there's nothing he can do about a drop pass, you know. He he can get the ball there. Maybe it wouldn't won't be perfect, but you can't control drop passes, or he can anyway. Um, yeah. Overall, yeah, I was real happy with this performance.
1: Yeah, and I mean the Kyron Williams miss was tough. Beyond that, like there was not a ton of like really costly misses on Stafford's part. Nothing like that. We besides that one play where we look back and we're like, God, if only he made that throw. Um, I don't know why, and DeMarcus Robinson a solid game. We'll talk about him in a bit. Why did they keep throwing him end zone fades? What are we fucking doing? Uh, to be fair, it kind of worked. Dude, we almost lost the game on a end zone fade to DeMarcus Robinson where he had to play defender and knock the ball out of Marlon Humphrey's hands.
2: Yes, but he also did get a touchdown grab.
1: He did. It wasn't on a fade.
2: It, you're right. It wasn't. <laughs> but uh,
1: I'm not knocking him.
2: He, it was uh, kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I he had it. Uh, I mean, we go to the receivers. Robinson had three catches for 46 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. 10 targets for Demarcus <laughs> Robinson. All right. Look, on those three catches, he, played, he looked great that touchdown grab was really nice and really, uh, John Harbaugh Ooh. challenged it and they straight up took a timeout from him because you're not allowed to challenge touchdowns because they're always reviewed. And God damn it. Bad McVeigh the vultures would have been on that corpse immediately, including us probably. <laughs> but like, yeah. holy shit, dude, that was a tough scene, especially for, uh, you know, a, a vet coach like Harbaugh. Um, yeah, man, like, when in the game
2: was that I'm game? still trying to figure out what he's trying to challenge, though. Like, I, I still don't understand what he was challenging exactly.
1: Um. So, I would say... There's always, like, weird catch continuation rules, you know? Like, I kind of get why he challenged it. You're just hoping for a technicality because Robinson dropped the ball as he was getting up, even though it was clearly a catch, like... There have been weird plays like that where they don't get called touchdowns. You know what I mean? Where just, like, because the guy gets rid of the ball too quickly, for some reason, it's not a catch. Um, That was a catch. But I I guess I get the, hey, we have three timeouts. Might as well give it a go. But apparently you're not allowed. I didn't know you weren't allowed, to be honest. (laughs) I was like, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I think that really
2: the, in the yeah, end but.
1: I'm pretty sure that fade Was on the Last drive of regulation Like they hucked it To Robinson in double coverage And uh, Marlon Humphrey dropped it Like the game should have ended right there I I couldn't fucking believe my eyes
2: Well yeah Because he, he did fight for it And and then in the following play, uh, Haversick ended up uh, tying up the ball game.
1: They did. But, like, dude, and I, I don't want to harp on this that long, but DeMarcus Robinson almost didn't make the team. He's not a guy that's going to go get you a touchdown in double coverage like, in the rain. What? Why are we throwing that pass? If anything, throw it out of the end zone and live to fight another day. revenge that's why um it was a good game for him though happy to see him get a touchdown how about cooper cup uh the reports of his demise have been mildly exaggerated eight catches on 10 targets for under 15 yards and a touchdown his best game in weeks you know i'm not ready to say he's all the way back but i'm glad he's not dead like if we get this cooper cup you know i would say this was about like 80% of what his peak looked like, I would be perfectly fine with it. He played great in this game.
2: He he looked way better than he has in recent memory. And uh, that's wonderful news, especially when you have uh, Puka playing lights out still. So yeah, I I won't necessarily say, like you said, that he's 100% back to where he was. But, man, it was nice seeing him uh, back to his elusive self, you know, by still somehow making people miss him, despite not being the most athletic guy out there. So, (laughs) welcome back,
4: Coop. I hope this
2: continues.
1: It was a great game by him. Happy about it. Dropped a pretty critical pass, but made up for it with an outrageous pitch and catch on a diving catch down the sideline. Playing without gloves, what an absolute maniac. <laughs> Just no
3: gloves Very in a NFL
1: game in the rain.
3: Hey, it worked.
1: It worked. Somewhat. It, 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 well, the drop wasn't on his hands. It was on he he didn't look in the ball. Uh, you know, rookie mistake. He's still a rookie. He's played great. Um, and I think they he ended up scoring on that drive anyways. Uh, I did have in my notes too, because we did all uh, have all this negative stuff. They got that gift uh, when they were punting and they called offsides. And they did turn that into seven points. So, you know, they did capitalize on some things in this game. Uh, I, you know, there's a lot of positives. Uh, and one of them, Johnny, how about Davis Allen? Five targets, yes. four catches, uh, a critical drop down the stretch, but I don't blame him for losing us the game. That would be psychotic. Uh four catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Some really nice catches and nice touchdown. The hur- he hurdled somebody. It was not a sexy hurdle, but he did it. No, it was not. <laughs> it was uh unfortunately Hunter Long left the game uh with an injury here. He was starting tight end at the beginning of the game. Allen looked great, man. Uh I wish that we didn't already pay Tyler Higbee. You know, I'm not saying he's better than Tyler Higbee, but I'd rather start Allen on a one million or whatever contract next year than Higbee on eleven.
2: Yeah, still one of those baffling contracts that the Rams have at the moment, but uh and in the future. But um yeah, uh I was happy to see Davis Allen out there because one of the, you know, one of the rookies that, you know, Ram fans were really excited about was Davis Allen uh, because of what he, you know, was doing down at Clemson. Um, And, you know, we saw a glimpse of what he's capable of. And if we continue to do this, you know, to feed him the football a little more and more, you know, that just – adds another rookie another rookie that the rams could potentially have as a future star on this team now it's one game so let's relax a little bit but (laughs) a nice game still it was a very nice game and against a very good opponent so if this continues you're certainly feeling a lot better about the future
1: yeah, and rookie tight ends are notorious. It's a, like, of all the positions in the NFL, for whatever reason, tight end usually has the steepest learning curve. It usually does take guys a year or two, sometimes even longer, to figure it out. So to get something from Allen this early is really impressive. Um, you know, rookie year, Higby, not great. Look at Travis Kelsey's rookie year. Uh, it's Look at Marky Andrews' rookie year. It's very common that you don't get a ton of. Uh, until year two or year three unless apparently you're sam laporta who is the best player in the nfl um but like even like trey mcbride is looking like a fucking monster the last couple of games healthy scratch the first game of his career so uh and, and not to go on like a, a draft pick tangent here but we know the rams love trading back in the draft and just stockpiling picks and I mean, this draft is good evidence of why they like doing that. They had four fifth round picks. They get Nick Hampton, Warren McClendon, Davis Allen, and Puka Nakua. You're essentially, it's crazy that Puka was the last of those guys picked. Um, but you're basically just given getting yourself as many darts to throw at the board as you can. And you'll see if any of them hit. And one of them certainly hit. And then summon Puka. Uh, and Allen, you know, it's been one game, but maybe he hits too. Maybe maybe he's the second guy that kind of pans out here. Uh, Hampton hasn't really played. You know, McClendon looked fine, I guess. Like, not. I don't really have any comment on him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we if, if Allen pans out, that's your, what, like, fifth guy so far in this class? That's, that's a player? Six if you count Ethan Evans, which I think we do. Um, if we you, do. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah, I always forget he was drafted. I just, in my head – I'm assuming he wasn't picked, but yeah, man, I love to see. Um, I know I don't like to see Hunter Long get injured, but it was nice to see Allen out there uh, and involved.
2: <laughs> it just sounds like I don't. I don't like seeing Hunter Long get injured, but
1: <laughs> I mean, I, Hunter Long got hurt. We'll do a Hunter Long discussion on another day.
2: Yeah, I no, I mean. I, i'm I'm kind of with you on uh seeing Davis Allen getting that opportunity. It is someone that I was looking forward to seeing more of and kind of disappointed that we hadn't seen him at at the very least get out there. I wasn't really expecting him to you know, even so much as have a game like this, but I was expecting to see him out there every so often and really we haven't unless it was for special teams and i'm not even sure about that but um yeah it, the more we see of him and hopefully the more he develops uh you know the better off we will be uh you know come next year and beyond
1: yeah i'm excited to see where he goes uh 2 got her in this game he's he's in concussion protocol uh hope for a quick recovery from him i wouldn't count on him playing next week I didn't even notice no. – when did Rob Havenstein leave the game? Because I he didn't come back in the second half, right? It was uh, – Joe Noteboom was in a tackle? Uh,
2: yes, he he left, I want to say – I want to say, like, early second quarter, late first quarter. Um, it, it was relatively early in the game. And, yeah, you're right. I don't think he came back in the game.
1: I – I know, I know, I don't remember the play. There was a pretty clear missed no-boom block at one point in this game. But credit to him because the game where Alaric Jackson got hurt against the Bengals, the game immediately ended. So, you know, the fact that they were able to stick around for that long and without, you know, the, the line played fine. Safford only got sacked twice. Uh, shout out to them for a solid game. And on the ground, Kyron Williams, 25 carries, 114 yards, no touchdown this week but uh another you know what a monster just look like an absolute monster out there
2: yeah uh it's actually kind of impressive to really think how big and how important uh williams has been with the rams uh this season and and i get it you know everyone needs their their go-to guy and certainly certainly that's Kyron williams but I think you'd be lying if you felt like Williams was going to be the, the dog of this offense. You know, um, maybe that goes to Puka, but still, you get what I mean.
1: I mean, look at the stats when he was out. He, he's he been the engine yeah. this year, uh, and I would not have expected that. And even a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how there's going to be a lot of good running backs on the free agent market, and – Wouldn't hate if the Rams explored one of those options, but with what we've seen from Williams, man, just get him a, there's going to be a lot of vets who unfortunately aren't going to get big money at running back this off season. Just bringing in a a guy like I don't for lack of a better comparison, like the Patriots brought in with Ezekiel Elliott, they brought him in. He's Stevenson's backup. He's not taking up a ton of carries, but he's there in case Kyron Williams gets injured because they are probably going to continue to run him into the ground. And it's a nice change in our needs here because I think before the season, we all thought they'd have to address running back after this year, and now they don't really need to. And they have a lot of money to spend and a lot of positions and need still, and not having to address running back because a guy emerged at this level is, is great. Uh, and he's continued to just really impress as long as of the day it was fourteen yards today. So twenty-five carries for 114 yards. Really, really solid stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I I love watching him run, man. This is this is exactly the type of runner that you can only hope to have. And uh he was hoping he continues uh, staying healthy, most importantly And uh, just keep running over people, man.
1: You look at the Ravens' box score, and I don't want to get too deep into this. I don't really care. Uh, (laughs) Lamar goes 24-43, 316 yards, three touchdowns and interception. He's only sacked twice. Uh, And on the ground for them, which I thought was interesting, he ran 11 times for 70 yards, Lamar. I don't think a lot of those were designed. Um, And so in terms of just running back handoffs, Keaton Mitchell ran the ball 9 times for 54 yards and Gus Edwards ran the ball 6 times for 15 yards. It's kind of crazy that they only gave the running backs the ball 15 times. Uh I know they have Lamar, so you know when you drop back to pass, there's decent odds it turns into a running play, but it was it was an inverted like game flow of what both of these teams would usually be doing where I guess the Rams ended up throwing the ball 41 times anyways, but Felt like the Ravens were dropping back way more than we were.
2: They they have running backs.
1: <laughs> Keaton Mitchell averaged six yards a carry, man.
2: Uh, you, you mean Lamar Jackson?
1: Lamar Jackson averaged six point four. Uh, he's so fucking good, man.
2: I he, he really is. He's man.
1: so good. I don't. I will never understand that why people wouldn't want that guy as your quarterback.
2: Would you pay him fully guaranteed money?
1: (laughs) I think he's. I think nobody. Like, I would pay him what he's worth, and unfortunately, with the way the market turned, that's apparently a fully guaranteed contract. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's bizarre. Uh, Wonder who's starting that problem. I don't know, man. Like, what's the alternative? You're going to try and find another Lamar Jackson? He's one of one.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the only other guy that ever comes remotely close is Michael Vick, and I don't think he's remotely close.
1: No, I think Jackson's a better runner. Um, better passer. probably better passer. Yeah, it's like Jackson is doing what we who grew up in the 2000s in our heads remembered Michael Vick doing. But he wasn't like actually operating at that level, like, even though he's a fucking monster. And I think, you know, he said himself like he just didn't watch tape and never focused. And it kind of felt like that one year in Philadelphia, you know, after the whole prison thing, everything kind of clicked for him. And we saw like what he really could have been if he was fostered in the NFL in a better environment that, you know, got the most out of him. Because Atlanta never got the most out of him. Uh and nope. Baltimore is no, they, they at times haven't gotten the most out of Lamar just because they haven't put players around him or players have gotten hurt. But when the pieces have been there like they are this year, I mean, he's humming, um, should be more prominent in the MVP discussion in my opinion. But I think the MVP should be Tyree kill. And I think the league is stupid and they're never going to get a wide receiver. Uh,
2: They'll give it to C.J. Stroud before they give it to Tyree Hill. <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs>
1: All this beating about the bush, Johnny. Unfortunately, we have to end the podcast, I guess, talking about special teams. Hit the positives. The Rams activated Mason Crossy for this game, right? Like, he was dressed. And yep. Lucas Habersick, three of three, longest kick, 51 yards today, made both his extra points, made, a, made some big kicks, down the stretch, you know, showed up for this game, uh, where his job was really on the line, and he played great, and it was nice to see. I don't know if he's a guy long term, but they put a fire under his ass, and
2: he he showed up. I was shooting bricks on that fifty-one yard attempt.
1: <laughs> was it was the game winner, the fifty-one yard, or the whatever it ended up being? I know it didn't win the game.
2: No, no it no, was. was uh, yeah. It, if if that was like a fifty yarder, I'm like, you better put in Mixon Crosby. Um, but you know, hey, kudos to uh, McVeigh for uh, sticking with their guy. And um, it's gonna be interesting. Is this gonna be a thing where it's gonna be like dueling kickers on the roster, or I, I don't know. It's weird.
1: I think you like stick with Haversick and until he gives you a reason not to, I guess, keep the short leash. Um, you know, maybe he'll become the kicker long-term. It's not going to be Mason Crosby. The guy's fucking 40. So, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <sighs> and then, yeah. Yeah. the punt and punt return units in this game, Austin Chamel fumbled twice. The punt unit gave up a, a game losing touchdown to no to walk off touchdown from, uh, was it, Tyler Wallace. I don't remember how to pronounce his name. Um, brutal, brutal. I I'm glad Tremell recovered both of his punts, but like really a disaster class from those units in this game.
2: I was waiting for him to lose that football both times. And I'm like, this is how we're going to lose. And Nope. Turns out that's not how we lose, but we lose still with special teams. Uh, but, yeah, it. I don't know. Like, I, I get it. It was probably because the, you know, the weather didn't help a lot, but do, do you try and look for someone else to take care of the return, you know, duties, or do you just say, eh, we don't have anybody, let's – just hope for the best with Tremell.
1: I I think you give him another week, but if it happens another week, yeah, you kind of I don't think you really have a choice but to go in another direction. I hope it's not Cooper Cup. I really hope it's God not Cooper I don't Cup. Do Uh it. And I don't I don't think it will will be. I think they're finally done with that experiment. So I don't know, man. Um, Would be nice to have Brandon Powell. Dude's killing it, man.
2: Yes, he is. He's
1: playing real positions. What the fuck are we? What I that one makes me mad. It's a Matt Gay thing. <laughs> I can get past. What is what's? I'm gonna look up Brandon Powell's contract. I guarantee you, he's not making over
2: two million dollars. I know it's not that much. I think it was like 1.6 million or something.
1: One year, 1.2 million. Like, what the fuck are we doing I think we could have swung that.
2: Yeah. I mean...
1: (laughs) God. (sighs) Come on. That's just such a... We have 4.8 million cap space right now. Today.
2: That actually surprises me a little (laughs) bit.
1: I think think we could have afforded Brandon fucking Powell and his $1.2 million contract, man. I just that sounds steep, man. Pff, baffle, baffling behavior, baffling behavior. Um, is there anything we missed that you wanted to touch on in this game? I'm I'm running through my notes. I think we hit everything.
2: No, nah, I think we we hit it all. I I really wanted to give a shout out to Cooper Cup, which we did, and uh, shout out to Haversick for you know, despite all the criticism and. The signing of Mason Crosby, dude, killed it today. That couldn't have been easy. But other than that, yeah, I think we hit everything. Um,
1: the we mentioned Michael Hoyt, but he had a really critical, um, just chase Lamar Jackson down the field to stop a first down, which was uh, that was in the second half. half I have that as the third Ravens drive. Um, that was a great play by him. Good game from him, man. Uh, didn't see him in coverage a lot, so maybe that's why it was such a great game. Alrighty. Um well Rams go to six and seven. We go back to LA and play Washington next week, and which should be a get back game. I Oh no, the Vikings are winning, so that's bad for us. <laughs> oh well. Uh, okay. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys soon. Derek and the gang will be back later this week. See ya.
3: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing.